So you let bold red wine most of the time With notes of fig and raisin You like a cold brew and pitching horseshoes As the sun is fading You like football games and dishing out nicknames But Godfather's one and two not so fast, we got a podcast. We like that too. 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 Hey, Bon Vivants, welcome back to the We Like That Too podcast. I'm Brad Jones, coming to you from... The Bon Vivant International the Media Center. Bon Vivant International Media Center with, of course, the head Bon Vivant himself, Mr. Keith and Lou. Hello, everybody. Glad to have you all back. Great to be back. Glad to have you in the house. Special day for it us. It is a special day. This is going to be a weird one. This is, <laughs> we're warning you now. If you're Bon Vivant alert. Bon Vivant alert. This is going to be a weird one. We're going to, we're going to go out on a limb and, and do a theme that we, we think will be fun, but, uh, so yeah. So buckle in. Buckle in. And we'll see what happens here. So we are celebrating. Especially if they're driving. Well, yeah. Safety you should first. be buckled in anyway. That's right. This show is our approximately two-year anniversary, our second birthday of the podcast. It is. So we thought it would be fun and to keep with the theme of two. Thank you. Thank you very much. And we and we've got a big audience with yes, us today. We do. So there you go. See, I learned how to do that since the last tens time. of dozens have joined us. <laughs> tens today. of dozens of our <laughs> loyal listeners. Yeah. So today, since it's our second birthday, the show is good. Is brought to you by the number, number two. two, because we like that two. TWO <laughs> two in this case. Two years. We're <laughs> celebrating two years, Bon Vivants, and we first of all want to say thank you. For uh, supporting us and sticking with us, and uh, we continue to grow. We hope that you are sharing and telling all your friends about the podcast, and uh, that will help us grow. But thanks for hanging in there with us for two years. It's been great. We would be remiss if we did not thank some people that really helped us get started two years ago. Don't you think, Brad? That's absolutely right. And one you just you just heard, which is our musical director. That's correct. Mr. David Baker. Mr. David Baker wrote and performs the theme song. He told us he was going to revise the i think he's i think after two years i think he's going to yeah i think he's going to put some steel drums in there and some pans and some yeah it's going to be yeah did i approve of that yes you did (laughs) we'll see what david could work up he's a genius spoiler alert uh dave and i are going to do a couple shows because we got some issues coming up with scheduling so it's going to be fun it'll be a good time surprise you can call in on one of those shows you never know well you could yeah you could we'll see i'm going to be on the road with the family doing a little vacation so that'll be fun i trust you guys audience you'll be in great hands so (laughs) yeah well (laughs) yeah you messed up you trust (laughs) us all right so the number two celebrating second anniversary second year of the podcast so we're going to talk about things that have to do with the number two so that could be duos duets famous pairs famous pairings other things that relate to the number two like sequels or double albums or anything that really uh fits in our category that could be two related this was a ridiculous one i mean we, we always do rails. this and i thought i thought oh twos so brenda and i are driving down to the lake the other day 
And I mean, they just kind of start flowing like water. I mean, you know, and she goes on different directions like, well, you got two feet, you know, and so shoes could be in there. We actually talked about about body parts that came in twos and then we stopped because that (laughs) that might get inappropriate very quickly. We talked about that, too. (laughs) Those are two of my favorite things. They are mine, too. Absolutely. (laughs) I like those, too. I like those, too, very much. There you go. Well, Janet was quick to pick it up. We did the same thing. We were traveling, and she had her little notepad and made notes for me. So we were traveling, and she was quick to point out that of the 50-plus episodes we have done, we have three of them that were two-parters. Two-parters. So, Bon Vivants, if you haven't caught all the episodes in the past, there's a couple that are two-part episodes. They were so good, we did them twice. They're an extension of one another, but B. Bertles yep. and Doug Frost and the infamous Dave Baker has been on twice. So. That's right. And the uh, the Bourbon Brothers, the, Bur- the Blacksmith Bourbon Brothers was a <laughs> that, two-parter. That pretty That's much right. had to be. Yeah, so for obvious reasons. Yes, it did. <laughs> because oh, the editing we had to do if, on that show. If if only we had only had two samples That's in right. that show. Oh my but, gosh! And speaking of thanking people, you know, uh, Greg Arnold at GAA Consulting was instrumental in getting all of the technical aspects of the show set up with our platform and our website and. All the technical links, you know, we were kind of like the blind leading the blind when it came to the technical aspects. So thank you, Greg. Speaking of technical expertise, we have a new sponsor. I know you and I have talked about this. When our parents call and try to help ask us for technical help on their computer or when as, feel, as we do our children. Well, if you're getting a little bit tired of that, Bon Vivants, check out your local library. Missouri River Region Library here in Jefferson City is one of our local sponsors, and they actually offer one-on-one IT technical help and assistance. You can go in there and get help. They'll teach you how to do stuff. To me, that is an invaluable service. So check out your local library. You may find that they do the same thing, but we want to thank Missouri River Region Library for being a sponsor. All right, so that's our intro to the two show. Well, it's not quite our intro to the two show because – you know what we decided to do, and I'm now stepping into the Keith Enlow position here. Oh, we, yes. Oh, my gosh. He's slipping. Oh, my oh, gosh. Oh, Janet. He didn't take his meds. That's why we're here, we here to back each other up, that's, Brad. That's right, because we have – Instead of one bottle – We have two. Two bottles. We, we both two, brought a bottle. Two beverages, and so – And let's I start thought, with yours, Brad. Well, I thought maybe we should have some bubbles uh, because bubbles represent accomplishment and – and celebration, and so, and so we can do this right over by your mic, my brother. There we Cheers. go. Cheers. Salute. Salute to all of you. Salange. This all is a. Uh, this is just a. This is a dry prosecco ansonum. It's nice, crisp, clean. It is easy to drink. Eighteen dollars. It's Ooh, from that's the, affordable. It's from Veneto, which is the area of northeast. Italy. Mm-hmm. So as you all have learned, because we've we've talked about this, that's kind of the cool area, literally the cool area of Italy, because you start getting into the Alps and yeah. you get uh, some of the dramatic kind of uh, winemaking crosses over with some of the Italian kind of winemaking. And right. that's exactly what this is. Yeah. So it's uh, – So what's the grape? to drink. Do you know? It's one of those – One uh, of those uh, uh, Italian grapes that – That nobody's ever heard of. But they <laughs> – Yeah. They, uh, they make yeah. a Prosecco out of it. This yeah. is lovely. It's almost almost white. It's almost colorless. Yep. Um, very, very crisp. Very clean. Crisp and clean and dry. 
very dry. dry. I yeah. get just a little bit of minerality on it, but it's not very fruity no, at all. I like it. I and like it a lot. Um, great for all occasions. You can buy a couple of cases of this for yeah, very a affordable. wedding. And, My goodness. Um, and there you go. Everybody very be affordable. Happy. Yep. Well, good choice. And Thank you. I, you know, I was kind of thinking because Brad and I did not talk about what bottle we were each going to bring, and I was going to be. Shocked, but not surprised if we both brought the same bottle. So. <laughs> I thought, I thought we're gonna, we could be drinking bubbles for the whole show because I don't know if Keith's gonna bring a sparkling or not. No, so. I did not bring a sparkling. Very well, good. shall we? Um, I don't want to rush things. Let's but. pontificate for a moment. All right, and, let's pontificate, and, and, and then we'll and, come to the wine that and I brought, then, and then we will come to this one, which, it, it which is, is one that I, I am different. very familiar with. Yeah, yes, it is completely different too. So, all right, so um, the <laughs> number see, two. Gonna, where, gonna, <laughs> where are we going to go first? <laughs> all right, I, I, since it's right here in front of me, you know we're both theater people, right? We both love live theater. We love New York theater and Broadway, and so. One of the things I came up with was great Broadway duets. Oh. So songs that came that were sung and presented as a duet okay. in a Broadway musical. Because I might have a motif that would come right on the back All of right. that. Well, you know, we, we said this is going to be organic and it's going to kind of evolve. So we'll apologize ahead of time. Half-assed is but another way of putting it. <laughs> but, I spent hours and hours researching this. Stuff. Yeah, I know. Me too. So, for instance, uh, the musical Wicked, um, the song near the end that uh, both of the witches sing for good mm-hmm. about their friendship and things like that. I think it's one of the best duets. I first heard it before I'd even seen the show. A couple of young ladies with phenomenal voices sang it in a uh, a concert as an homage to their choir teacher. Oh, nice. Who was retiring and moving on. And so it was I just I didn't even know what show it was from. It was that new to me. And the lyrics are just so incredible. But uh, and it's so well written and the harmonies and stuff. So, for good is what the song's called, and uh, and uh, it's from the Broadway musical Wicked. So that's one of the ones that is a great Broadway duet in my book. You know, there's a there's there's a couple of really pretty good duets. You know, between the 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 two the two witches in that show. You mean? Yeah. Oh, in that, yes, in you're that exactly show. Right. Yeah. You're exactly there's right. some. Yeah. There's some. There's some really good ones. Yeah, there's there one is. with the. Uh, the young man and the and the girl that's in the wheelchair. Yes, that's a that's a, that's a beautiful duet. Yeah, too. it is. It is. So there's yeah, there's a lot of good duets in that show. And you know, it's frequent that Broadway musicals have a number of good duets in them. A couple from Oklahoma that Laurie and Curly, and then there's you know Ado Annie and Will, and so there's there's a lot of good duets in that one. Another one that I thought of was uh, Sixteen Going on Seventeen from Sound of Music is a cute little duet with the two kids. Did you have that one, or did you think about that? No, but since you're going down this road, <laughs> all right. uh, probably one of the most famous duos in all of Broadway is Mr. Richard Rogers and Oscar Hammerstein. And we, I actually and had that. We talked about that. And so what you're talking about, five of the most iconic musicals ever, uh, Oklahoma, Carousel, South Pacific, King and I, and The Sound of Music, yeah. I mean, stand up to this day. There's a reason they get revived frequently absolutely exactly they did the uh, they did the version of cinderella that was on tv and they did flower drum song which didn't quite stand up to the other five but these are shows that will be watched for they're iconic 
Yeah, Gener- generations. Generations. And I kind of went towards duets of people that made a, a huge impact on yeah. society yeah. or the arts, or and okay. and they can certainly be debated because I have lists over here. Honorable mentions this time. Oh yeah, well uh, this whole show is an honorable mention I show. Have so three pages. <laughs> <of>. <laughs> Well, let's stick with the Broadway stuff because you're exactly right. For composers, I had those two. And then, you know, but if you think about other – Rogers and Hart, too. And Rogers, I mean, Rogers and also – Lerner and Lowe, quite a portfolio of Broadway musicals that were popular. So other songs that I thought of that were great duets, Do You Love Me from Fiddler on the Roof with yes. Golda and Tevye. Yeah, it's a beautiful song. Yeah, cute little song, very endearing. And um, there's one from Les Mis called Little Fall of Rain. And it's when Fontaine is dying and, uh, she's singing with Marius. And the reason that we like, not only is it a great duet, but the reason I like it is when the girls were growing up, they knew the musical and they knew the music. And so when we would listen to it in the car, they would sing the Fontaine part and I would sing the, Mar- the Marius part. And I could watch him in the rear view mirror. And at the end, when she dies, they would all. Lay their head over to the side and act like they were dying. It was hilarious. So, <laughs> theater yeah. kids. Yeah, theater kids. What are you going to do? So, all right. What else? What else you got? Well, I went. Any other composers or anything like that? Or you go in a different direction? Kind of uh, mm-hmm. a little bit out of the Broadway realm. Yeah. But, you know, when you're talking about music, it's just, man. I mean, so I went with the pair. You know, they only had, I was surprised at this. They only had three number one hits, but they had. 10 in the top 25. And so I, I had to go with Simon Garfunkel. Because, <laughs> They're on my list. Because I remember my roommate and I in school actually had Showtime. For whatever reason, I do not know why we had Showtime. Probably, I know why. Yeah, well. <laughs> there's, I could explain it. I can remind you off, there, uh, there, off air there's, why. There's that. But they also were the ones that had the live telecast of Simon Garfunkel in the park, yeah, which was one of the – Classic. Absolute most amazing concerts, probably next to when Garth came. <laughs> Certainly, in no, Park. I think those two stand alone as uh, iconic Central Park concerts. So that one sticks out in my head. But I mean, if you look at you know Bridge Over Troubled Water, Sound of Silence, and you and you think Keith too, not just about when they were hits, but how many other things they've been in, and I think that's kind of what what makes a song. It, it never really dies, you know. Yeah. All of us, you know. I've heard some funky '80s songs that I completely forgot about, and then they they pop up in some commercial, yeah. and you're going, "That song is perfect in that commercial." Yes, yes. I don't know that it's perfect anywhere else. No, but right there. No, you're right. Well, Simon and <laughs> it Garfunkel seems to work. Simon yeah. and Garfunkel started in 1953. These two kids met in high school. Yeah, and they started uh, singing together and figured out their voices harmonized really well started writing music that that early and then bridge over trouble water certainly their iconic song and one of the top rock songs of of that era or of all time paul simon had the better solo career of the two but art garfunkel always wanted to act and actually was in several really good movies he was was in uh, catch 22 and uh was in carnal knowledge with jack nicholson and um, I remember that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was well. That was uh, very risque for its time. Oh, it was. Yeah, it was. And um, and he was also a, a free throw impresario. Oh, was he? You didn't know that? 
No. He, he had a record for like the number of three free throws that he made. I did not know that about yeah. him. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's funny. But he made, he was a great actor. He's about I the thought, most unathletic looking guy you'll ever find. I'm but. not sure that he didn't do it granny style too. He just flipped him up. He, he had it down. Well, it's all muscle memory and repetitive motion. Well, so he was really good go. at it. Yeah, he was really good at it. Interesting. And they did have a troubled relationship. Yeah, they did. It was a love-hate type thing, but they always kind of could come together when they needed to. They'd get so. back, and then yeah. they'd drift apart and stuff. Yeah. And then here's the other thing, too. What would the movie be without Mrs. Robinson? Oh, yeah, the soundtrack. The, yeah. No doubt I mean, about it. it the, the soundtrack makes that movie. It does. It is a character in the in the film you know and certainly and it's just it's just an important it's part of the story it is yeah, it's part of the story so yep well i've got another musical duo since we're on musical duos all I right think we're going to change genres though okay and i'm going to go with uh george jones and tammy wynette well i had them down I had, we had george and tammy okay. down so, absolutely and i've so, got and i've got another along that line too and, and here well i had three of them but i really concentrated on these guys because they were both highly successful as solo artists sure independently they had great success george jones had 10 number one hits and 69 top 10 singles in his career wow Tammy Wynette had 20 number one. She had more number one hits than he did. And between the two of them, duet-wise, they had three number one duet hits and 14 top ten and several albums that were duet albums. They were prolific, and they sounded so good together. And actually, you know, they were a married couple for a time. They they uh, they married each other and had a turbulent relationship. But uh, the, possum. the possum, she kicked the possum out. You know, and I looked at a couple of old videos while they were performing. Her voice, oh my gosh! Now it had that old style. Both of them had that old style country twang. Sure, that was the style of the day. But her voice was just like velvet dust. It was so real. And he had that nasally twang, you know, that he sang with. When you watch him, he barely opens his mouth when he sings. He kind of sings through the side of his mouth, and but it sounds great. I don't know how he does it, but it sounds great. So George and Tammy were were two, I thought, dynamic musical duos. One of my one of my favorite uh, museums in Nashville, which I think closed. I have a picture of Brenda on the uh, John Deere. Yeah, on the yeah tractor. on the tractor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That he'd take to town because yeah. he couldn't take anything else. Because well, they're both in the, they're both in license. the Country Music Hall of Fame. No oh, doubt absolutely. about it. So absolutely. Yeah. Well, along those lines, this is one I didn't think you'd probably get because here is my feeling about these two guys. I think these two furthered their genre maybe more than anybody else, and that is Lester Flat and Earl Scruggs. I, I love them. Well, and and here's the thing: as you start to look at these guys, Earl Scruggs was the the fiddle player, right? Revolutionized the way bluegrass music is heard with the fiddle. You know that bouncing, mm-hmm. bouncing it on the on the fiddle, and then you've got literally the Lester Flat rhythm guitar style, yeah. which is a way of of playing acoustic guitar. Um, well, one rhythm, of them was rhythm, a great mandolin rhythm, rhythm, player, too. Rhythm guitar with, with a pick. Yeah, one of them was something. a great mandolin player, too. You know what they did? 
Flatten Scruggs made bluegrass music mainstream. That's why I say it, you know, as far as the genre is concerned. I mean, you're getting fistfights about this because Bill Monroe was un- undoubtedly one of the, the greatest to start, you know, sure. bluegrass and bring sure. bluegrass music. But Flat played with played Bill, with his band. played with Bill Monroe. Yeah. Yeah. And then they put the Foggy Mountain Boys together. Yeah. And all of a sudden you have the ballad of Jed Clampett. There you go. I was just going to say which, the, that popularized bluegrass music. Come and probably the banjo. Story about a band named Jed. How many kids said, I want to play the banjo because I want to be able to play that, you know? Yeah, they could play anything with strings. And they had uh, Foggy Mountain Breakdown, which was also one of their songs that I think has gotten used in a lot of mu- movies and oh, yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, Petticoat Junction. Yeah. Did they do that one? Yep. Okay. They did the theme for Petticoat Junction. Well, that's a classic theme, too. Well, when country you, folks. When you talk I mean, about you got, country, you got Dolly and Kenny. I mean, yeah, we actually, I actually told Janet not to put that but, one on the list because they, they did a few things, but they weren't Conway, Twitty, and Loretta Lynn. They weren't Johnny and June. Well, I got Johnny and June. Yeah. You know, Conway and Loretta did more duets together than Johnny and June did, uh, just number wise. Probably. They, oh, had, yeah. they had they had duet albums. I mean, Johnny and June did a song and now and now and again. And when they perform together, they do stuff. So here's a great duet recording duet that I know you didn't have on your list: Cheech and Chong. I have. I have did you have Cheech and Chong I on have your Cheech list? Cheech and Chong down. Do you? There's All no right. way. And I've got them sort of in a in a comedy genre type yeah, thing. Yeah. But I mean, they and uh, they also move into the uh, movie realm. Yeah. And so, you know, if you're if you're talking about duets and you're talking about people that were iconic in their own way. In their time. <laughs> in their time. In their time, they certainly were. Yeah. Cheech and Chong were. Kids quoted their albums, quoted their music, would do the, you know, the, Dave's not here, man. <laughs> oh, man. No, it's me, Dave. No. Open up. Open up. Stop, man. Man, Dave's not here. I don't know, oh, no. man. Hey, man. There's a teacher, man. Look at it, the teacher. Oh, they're classic. And they're still good actors. Um, Cheech Marin was in Tin Cup. Yeah. With, uh, it's one of my favorite guilty pleasure movies. He's classic in that movie. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I heard an interview way back, cause I know you were a Bob and Tom fan with Tom, yeah. with Tommy Chong. Yeah. That, and it was just him. And I swear, Keith, I about pissed myself. It was the funniest interview. I almost yeah. pulled the car over and just stopped and listened to it. He was on a, on a roll of telling stories. And let me tell you what, if we could get him on a oh podcast, boy, that'd be fun. I mean, uh, we'd just have to, we could just go sit you down just ask and, him a question, just, let him talk. and let him go. Yeah, yeah that's it was, right. It was outstanding. Well, I thought that might be outside the lines a little bit to have Cheech and Chong on there. So. No, you're talking about um, duets. I had Burns and Allen. I did you too. Know, so I we're had, going way back. Yeah, yeah so and I'm going that's, back. And that's you, back to vaudeville days. And you got Laurel and Hardy mm-hmm. and you've got, uh, you Abbott know, Costello. Abbott and Costello. Yeah, yeah. I had um, all those. George Burns and Gracie Allen were phenomenal. Yeah, and they, and they started, started radio. They started, they did radio, they did vaudeville. Radio, TV, and movies. And I think they have been recognized in all four of those genres as being somewhat groundbreaking. At the top of the, yeah. at the top yeah. of the list. Absolutely. Uh-huh. So where else did you go? Well, so I also went to, um, I went double albums. Okay. Classic double albums. Now, for you younger Bon Vivants out there, music <laughs> used to come on things called vinyl. And vinyl was about a what? About a 14 inch disc. You put it on a turntable and it would come in a cardboard sleeve. And when you were lucky, you would get a double album and you get two vinyl discs in a book type folder. 
Yep. You usually paid a little more price, but usually not double the price. Yeah, but the great was, thing about good the deal. double album is you had a lot more. Sometimes you had three or four pages in them, too. Oh, and yeah. They pictures could be all, yeah. and all the lyrics well, you know, and liner notes. The CDs for a while stuff. had liner notes and the little booklet inside the CD cover. But now that music is digital, we have lost all of that. And we are worse for it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, no question. Albums, and especially double albums, had all the lyrics of every song most of the time printed inside. So there was no mistaking, there was no singing the wrong words back then because you learned the words by reading them off of the album. Uh, so some of the top double albums that I had, and these were ones that really influenced me growing up, Elton John. Goodbye, Yellow Brick Road. Oh, no question. That's a great double album. You bet. And that was almost symphonic in the way it was written. And that was the other thing. When you buy albums back then, the order of the music, it progressed from one song to another. It had an arc. It had a – Told a story almost. It, it had yeah. a build. A lot of them did tell stories. But just in the way it was laid out from track to track to track, it had a flow. Yeah. And music nowadays is listened song to song to song, and there's no flow. There was a thematic element to it. Most and of it, them, yeah. It, that you kind of had this feeling, you know, was he up depressed? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was yeah. what was going on with these guys, man? Were they were they that stoned that they wrote this album? Because it's you know. Well, the answer to like, that question is probably yes, most and, likely. And, but but you bring up another one on my list. That genre exactly is. Pink Floyd, The Wall. Now, I know you're not a Pink Floyd fan. I am. But The Wall, it is a symphony. It yeah. is it is a rock opera symphony, and it has movements. It has repeating themes in it. It's genius. It may not be your kind of music, but the way it's composed and the way it's written, the way it's put together, you know, you drop the needle and you let it go. You don't pick it up and jump from song to song and, and that kind of thing. So any double albums come to, to mind with you? I've got that Willie Nelson album in there. Yeah. Uh, it's a double album. And and a few of the double albums were live albums, too. Well, I thought you might say Garth Double Live. Because well, Garth, Garth Double, double live, live is, is a classic is album. The, the other one is uh, that I've got, and I, I'm a big Harry Chapin fan. There's Harry. One of his most successful albums was actually Harry Chapin Live. Yeah. What you could do with those, Keith, is you could have a greatest hits album without it being called a greatest hits album right and it had so many yeah. songs on it yeah yeah so the other the other one that i had down i had several but the, the ones that i starred was um well the beatles uh white album was beatles a double white album. albums have got to be in the top and five then, for everybody um, yeah then jesus christ superstar the soundtrack was an a double album absolutely it and was. when i learned the music to that i learned it by listening to that double album and so that was always and uh, didn't that have the the lyrics and the whole yes, story it inside sure it, so it, had had book, it had a booklet that came with it it had photos from the broadway musical it was sort of like a, one of those souvenir programs that you can buy you know yeah those are good okay those are good i think we should take a break. I think I'm 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 parched personally. To, personally, I'm parched because my glass is empty. <laughs> and so the, let's go to wine number two. I have it right here. You know who we forgot to mention? Oh my goodness! Oh, but we're we, going to do it right now. We're going to do it right now. Our so buddy, our, our bottle buddy, sponsor from day one, buddy Matt Matt Green Barvino, beautiful downtown Jefferson City. This wine along with most of the wines that we tasted on this show in the past two years, comes from Matt at Barvino. This was one of the wines that we tasted at the wine club recently. It was. And we had a uh, designated producer that was featured at this wine club tasting, the Dow Brothers. A Dow winery is out of Paso Robles, California. Is that 
two brothers, Keith? It is two ah, brothers. Look what you did there. Applause. <laughs> I'm waiting for the applause button. <laughs> All, all right. right, somebody's falling down on the job. I can always. It is two brothers. I can always hit that one. Too. There you go. All right, that works. <laughs> and the Dow brothers have an interesting story. They came from Lebanon. Their family is from Lebanon originally. Of course, Lebanon was war torn when they were growing up. So their father moved the family to Europe, uh, spent some time in France around Paris, and that's when they fell in love with wine. He later brought them to the United States. They settled in California and revolutionized um, medical records, electronic medical records, and IT in the healthcare field. Sold that business for a made a little money, healthy sum. I'm thinking, and got into wine production in Paso Robles, where they wanted to make French style Cabernet Sauvignon, and they make a lot of other stuff too. And and that night, that tasting was great because we got to try several of the Dow. Yes. The different Dow wines. We did. They've and, got a great some, Chardonnay, a great some Chardonnay. I had, some I had not been able – I've never tried before. I've, I've had this one before. But. Yeah, this one is a red blend. This is the 2020 Dow Pessimist is what it's called. And it is a red blend. And, you know, Paso Robles kind of put themselves on the map by blending wines. So this is 62% Petite Syrah, 18% Zinfandel, 70% Syrah, and 3% a grape I've never heard of, Lagarine. Anyway. Aged in French oak, 15.2 alcohol. Whee! Nothing pessimistic about that. And it's a 90-plus rated wine. Oh, yeah, it is. All right, so let's. So what do you think? It's inky. This is dark. It's dark. It's um, big nose it's on this. It's got a great nose on this thing. Uh, and it's got a California nose on it to me. It's got a lot of fruit on the nose. It, there's fruit on the nose and... Oh, but it's so luscious, and it's and it's just silky. It Silky's is. a good word. I haven't even tasted it yet, but the nose is just luscious. I'm getting some leather, mm. well, dark berries, um, little lavender, maybe. Yeah. All right. I love it. Gorgeous halo on it. Nice. This is a nice great, legs. great. This is a great food wine. I uh, have I have a little story about oh. this wine. Now when, this is a California wine, folks. When I have a rant later. <clears throat> <laughs> Are we doing that show? Are we doing the rant show? We're gonna. Hey, I'd like. It has to be two should, rants. Hey, we should ask. We should ask our bon vivants. What do you guys think about Keith and I just doing a rant show? Yeah, go on just, the website just, or just the, a bunch uh, email of shit us. that just yeah. just drives us crazy. I, yeah, email us and it see can what get you dark think. Really quick. You know, the other thing I wanted Wait, I'm to not do. Done talking about this wine <sighs> yet? Okay, fine. No, you're not talking. You're drinking it. That's the point. <laughs> This is great. I love this. Now, here's the great thing about this. I believe, if my records are correct, we paid $17 a bottle for this wine. I think we did, too. I can tell you that when I looked it up Because we online, both ordered some. Yeah, yeah. And you bought a lot, so that means it had to be cheap. <laughs> wow. Where's your, where's your rib shot now? <laughs> All right. <laughs> but I can tell you that when I looked at it online... It is not $17 a bottle of them. This is about a $30 bottle of retail. Yeah, it's really good. So we really want to thank Matt Green we want at to Marvino. Thank, thank you, Matt. Great wine. Great wine. Dow, Pessimist, and any of the Dow wines that I've had are all good. So Look them up. Read the story, too. Read the story. It's great great story. story. Great, great, um, great American love, success story They right love there. to educate. Uh, they will entertain questions. I think they'll even set up like private tastings, online Zoom tastings and stuff for you if you want to have a party. So check out Dow. D-A-O-U is how you spell that. All right. I'm done talking about wine. I'm going right. to drink it now. That's all right. All right. What were you going to say? You wanted to ask the Bon Vivants to tell us 
I, w- I would be really interested to hear from the Bon Vivants about some of their top twos, their pairings, people that they enjoy or just stuff we haven't thought of, which I'm sure yeah. there's a yeah. lot of pairs out there that we haven't mentioned. I went well, his- you said something about food. I went historic on one of them, though. Well, I want to. But, but before you, I, I just want to jump in because this is a single. This is a one off. I did do some food pairings, but I thought this was a, a double that needed to be mentioned specifically. Go for it. I believe the double cheeseburger is probably the most famous <laughs> double food ever invented. Okay. Now, I love a good, like, big, thick, juicy burger. Right. Taste, if you're gonna tasty do, burger. But it, that is one. <laughs> but if you're going to do the, the flat burgers, you know, the, uh, where yep. you smash them down, you got to have a double. Okay. You gotta do, and you got to do cheese. Yeah. My wife and I differ on this. I don't know why that is, but you got to have cheese on your burger, the double cheeseburger. All right. Well, it was a great innovation. I'm sure that uh, there are I those. I thought I'd get a little more response than that. But. <laughs> I, I, like, I like double cheeseburgers. I do. Okay. You know you can go to McDonald's and get a double filet of fish too. Really? Yes. I did not know that. That's a pretty good invention too. But usually they only do it during Lent. What, what kind of fish is that, Keith? That's, I think it's cod. <laughs> Codfish. Codfish. <laughs> I like it, whatever it is. Did I tell you that I was in Belize last week? You, we, we had some fish. I knew you speaking, were. Speaking of, speaking of fish. Were there two of any kind? Uh, lobsters, yes. Two lobsters? Yes. Twin lobster twin, tails twin, are pretty good. Uh, yeah, we had lobster tails butterflied many times. It was Anytime you butterfly something, you get two. Two. There you go. That Just was throwing good. that out there. That was good. All right. It was good. We digress. Well, here, here are... Two people that transformed the world. I mean, they changed the world. And I would say for better most of the time, but they have also probably been two people that maybe have been cursed more in the last few years than, than any of the inventors that we've ever come up with. And that's Wilbur and Orville Wright. Well, good. <laughs> Good call. So that's I a mean, good. That's a great call. I didn't even go like the industrial movement. Yeah, or I, I like thought that. of a bunch of them. You know, I was like Johnson and Johnson and Smith and Wesson. I mean, you know, there was some of those uh, Anheuser and Bush. I was just gonna say Bartles and James Bar- <laughs> <laughs> and them. But yeah, I mean, those guys. You know, they they came up with a plane. It changed was, everything. And, and here's what happened on our trip down to Belize. We got to spend the night in Dallas. So we found a little Italian restaurant. We were so tired. It was 4.30 in the afternoon. We were the only people there. Had a big old plate of spaghetti. But guess what wine I ordered with that big old thing of pasta? Pessimist you by did. Dow. I they absolutely it, huh? did. See how I tied that all together. That so, was beautiful. So beautiful. I thought. I'm so. sorry I cut you off early. So, so we. <laughs> so well, th- this is a nice segue into uh, some food doubles or pairings that are that are nice. And I'm going to save a couple because the the three top picks this episode is going to be three top twos. We're going to play. Oh, with numbers. we haven't gotten to the three top. No, the top no, you have to have. You yet? have to save three. So, but food pairings. Biscuits and gravy, baby. B and G's, baby. There you go. Now, gravy. Let's talk about gravy a little bit. <laughs> Cream gravy with sausage crumbled up in it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, biscuit torn in half and laid open on the plate with the gravy on top, or yeah. just the whole biscuit with gravy on the top? No, I, I, no, you split it. You gotta split it. You gotta Do you know there it. are people who don't know that? Well, they mostly live in the north. 
They're they're not they they do not go to the Loveless Cafe in oh Nashville. Oh my gosh. Which is is like B and G heaven down. Oh there. I know. Yeah. yeah. But you know, there are places and I if I order biscuits and gravy, split the biscuit open before you put the gravy on it. I just can't imagine it's not the same. I get you. You gotta split the gotta split the biscuit. <laughs> But people need to understand that needs, you. To, that needs to be a terminology. <laughs> hey, man, understand. you got to split the biscuit. But, but most of our, some of our bon vivants don't understand your eating habits either. I mean, you're a picky bitch. I'm just saying. <laughs> you got you got some Wait a minute. food stuff. Now, I do too. All you have to do is look at my body type <laughs> on any of the pictures that we take, and they will. I would beg to differ. I know you like what you like. <laughs> Let's put, it that, let's put it that way. I like it a lot too. But I'm the one okay. that also doesn't do well, yeah, anything white. You're picky too. I am. I am. You're a. But any I other food? Any other whole, food? The whole B and G thing. Any is, other food? Is, is good. Well, I'm bacon and eggs guy. Bacon and eggs. I is just classic, think you know yeah. it's is good. Yeah. The other yeah. thing, uh, I'm saving one of my food pairings for my three top twos. But cake and ice cream is pretty good. Food pairing, yeah. especially if the cake is Texas sheet cake and the ice cream is homemade. Gee, I don't so, know who makes those. I don't either. But and two of my favorites, of course, are, are brownies and brownies. I never made a brownie I didn't like. Or or we actually or discovered pizza, pizza and pizza. I had a lobster pizza last week. Oh, I love I love seafood pizza. It was good. I we actually invented a good pairing: the bacon crack and brownies. That's a good pairing. We had the bacon crack and brownies. That was outstanding. That was an accident that turned out to be really good so, i don't know if that's caught on internationally yet or not but it probably hasn't i'm not sure everybody knows what bacon crack is but they need to no i'm good with that all right what else anything else well, do you want to jump to the three top twos yeah yeah let's jump to the, the three, three top, top twos because i'm going to be all over the place on this and we can throw in honorable mentions as they come up too okay all right so three top twos so the first one i'm going to go movie sequels all right there are a handful of outstanding movie sequels. And, and a handful is right. Yeah, yes. There are a handful. Grease 2 isn't. It's not on the list. <laughs> but, and I'm not going to take one of them that I know is probably one of your favorites, but I'm going to go Toy Story 2. Yeah. I believe Toy Story 2 as a sequel is one of the best sequels. It's the one where they introduce Jesse, the cowgirl, and they have that gorgeous song. You know, Randy Newman wrote all the music, and they have that gorgeous song about when she loved me, when, when they leave Jesse by the side of the road in the box or pick up and it just will rip your heart out and make you cry if you have any kind of emotion and i really love toy story 2 and to be quite honest toy story 3 is a really good trilogy it's a great trilogy but toy story 2 is a sequel that holds up very very well well i tell you what along those lines let me ask you something do you know who was originally named mortimer do you know that a little bit of trivia you mean like an actor or a, or a character character no, I don't. One of my top three twos was two iconic figures internationally known. As a matter of fact, they have a 98% awareness rate, Mickey and Minnie. And You know, now that you say that, I do was, remember that. He was originally named Mortimer. Mortimer Mouse. Walt did two short movies. They're not any movies. They were shorts. They were short shorts with Mickey, of course. Then they had they did Steamboat Willie, right. in which they introduced Minnie. And, and that was sort uh, of the first considered feature. Yeah, as it far was. as length, I think it was only about forty minutes, but it was not considered a short. Right. Yeah. And they, I think he got a thousand dollars 
to uh, well, that was big money to, back to, then. to do that to do that film. Yeah. yeah, but that was when they put the two together. And not only are they they were great cartoon characters, right. they are the symbol of a rather huge corporation that makes a lot of movies, yep. and they're just yep. as I mean, they're just yep. as popular now as they were. And this is interesting. There's been 14 people that have voiced Mickey, and seven really, and only seven that have voiced Minnie. So you think about 90 years worth, you had some voice folks that made did those cr- characters for a career. That's a, well, that's a career. A career. That's a career. A career you bet it is. So. Yeah. All right. Good choice. Good choice. So, so I'm, I I'm was going, kind of off the off Yeah, the no. I, but I, like I had it. a couple others. I mean, you oh, know. you got some honorable mentions? Uh, yeah. All Calvin right. and Hobbes. Oh, yeah. Cartoon-wise. You know, cartoon-wise. Yeah. Tom, well, Tom and Jerry, during the run that they did, I mean, they were one of the most popular in, in all of cartoons. Well, we I grew up watching Tom and Jerry after school on weekdays sure. you know, on Showtime. And you know, it was all just action. There were no words or anything. Every The whole story was told with them chasing each other and doing stuff. So Tom and Jerry is a great one. As was one of my absolute favorites, which had only beep beep. Oh, the Roadrunner. Roadrunner yeah, and Wally Roadrunner. Coyote. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. was a pair. Well, Dagwood and Blondie. Yes. I had, we, that, we talked about those that guys. That one lasted a long time, too. Well, you wouldn't really call them cartoon characters, but for an entire generation of children, Bert and Ernie. I mean, those two. I thought of that later and didn't write it down. You're exactly those, right. Sesame Street, Bert and Ernie are iconic. They, That's an iconic pair. What we, just, we were kidding. You know, this is brought to you by the, number, you by the number two, two and the letter. Thank you. And thank you, Bert and Ernie, for that. All so. right. So for my second one, I'm going to food. Okay. And it, it's one of my favorite dishes to prepare. It's one of my favorite dishes to eat. It's one of your favorite dishes to eat, and it's shrimp and grits. And I think, you know, I've had good shrimp and grits. I've had better shrimp and grits. I've never really had bad shrimp and grits. It's sort of like, you know, <laughs> pizza and sex. Even bad pizza is really good. Yours is different. <laughs> yours is, mine is different. Yours is different in a great way. But yeah, I've mine had is different. lots of different kinds of you, shrimp and grits. Well, you and, can go, like there you is, said, I'm, <laughs> there is, no, there's a variety of ways you can do it, but none of them are bad. The last batch I cooked while you were in Belize, because I was mad at you. Um, Thanks, bitch. I actually made some shrimp. You really did? I'm, no, I did. I made some shrimp stock out of the shells, because I usually just use chicken broth. Man. But I added the shrimp stock in with the chicken broth. Oh, my gosh. Set you free, brother. Did I tell you about the soft shell crabs, by the way? Shut oh. up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You're next. Well, I I kind of went back, you know. You know, I'm a big TCM fan, so there, yes. there are. I, I'm nostalgic. I love I love the old duets, and of course, I could have gone with Astaire and Rogers, which arguably I actually have them on my list. Arguably, one of the the best dance teams ever. Ever. You know the the great quote. I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I'm going to. The greatest quote I love about those two is that Ginger Rogers did everything Fred Astaire did, only backwards in high heels. <laughs> so who's really good? Here? Yeah, yeah. Here's well, the other thing about her, because they were on my list. She won an Oscar 
She was a great actress. Oh, she was. And she actually, when she kind of got away from the dance thing with Fred, she went into acting, did a lot of stuff on Broadway. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Yeah, she was quite an accomplished Broadway actress and won an Oscar. I enjoy watching some of those early, early 30s movies. Some of the Busby Berkeley movies yep. she was yep. she was in. Well, they were under contract with RKO for a long time. Yes. Most of the movies they did together were at RKO. Yeah, but I thought those two when you when you watch them, you know I watched Gene Kelly the other day too, and Gene was the he was the athletic. He was athletic. He was the yeah. athletic, and Fred was the elegant. Yeah. You know, he was um, the feather. He floated. Here's yeah. an interesting little factoid, just to run right down that rabbit hole. Did sure. you know Ginger Rogers' mom sort of mentored Lucy when she came out to yes. to to. To Los Angeles, she actually uh, had a acting school that yep. I think Lucy went to That's when exactly she right. was there. It was, it was a pretty cool. Story. Well, we learned that on the uh, the, the podcast, Lucille Ball podcast, podcast yeah. which yeah. is one of the best. The Turner Classic Movie Podcast. Yeah. Uh, you know, just to plug another one, but no, Fred and Ginger, Fred and Ginger, choice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so my third and final is really out there, but it is uh, it's a car, and it was my first car, and it was called a Chevy Two. The Roman numeral two. Now, it didn't stay the Chevy two for very long. Mine was a 1963 Chevy two. The Chevy two became the Chevy Nova. This was the precursor to the Nova model. Wasn't there a Chevy two station wagon? Not to my knowledge. Thought we had one. (laughs) (laughs) Not to my knowledge. I might be wrong. Mine was a little sedan, you know, it was, uh, and they came in a coupe and a sedan model, but it eventually evolved into the Nova, which, you know, became a sport car at one point. People would soup them up and put wide tires on the back. Mine was not a sport car. Mine was my grandfather found this car for me when I first got my driver's license. And it literally was a a car driven by a little old lady only on Sundays to go to church. And it did not even have a radio in it. It was so stripped down. (laughs) There, The floorboard, the driver's side floorboard was rusted through. And we got a sheet of uh, metal and a pop rivet gun and kind of tried to seal it off. But before we did that, if you went through like a big puddle, it would splash up through the bottom. And <laughs> <laughs> but I I got it and I kind of uh, I put a radio in it, an AM only radio. That was all I could afford. And then I got some shag carpet nice that my mom and dad had refinished our basement and had some leftover shag carpet what color was it red no it was a mod black and white it had this mod pattern black and white all right yeah it was hideous (laughs) (laughs) but you know what brad i didn't care because 16 years old in high school and i had a car you were driving something and i was driving and all of my friends who didn't have cars I was a pretty popular guy. They didn't mind. And on dates and things like that, it was a nice thing to have. So, yeah. Yeah. That, that shag, so anyway, that, the, that, the 1963 Chevy 2. That shag carpet's good Good padding, isn't it? Shag. Shag. Be the optimal word. <laughs> <laughs> oh, behave. Oh, behave. <laughs> 
We, oh. we have our associate producers sitting here looking at us They're both like, saying, like they care. Shut but, up, <laughs> you idiots. <laughs> anyway. All right, so that's my top three unless you lead me down any more rabbit holes. I, uh, my you three know, top twos. The, 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 you know, I kind of went the whole entertainment route too. And I, but there was a couple, though, as I looked through this that I – I had to mention Smothers Brothers were oh, yeah. were two that you know those guys were just amazing and I guess that the couple that I really wanted to talk a little bit about before you go on yeah Smothers Brothers they were hilarious they were great musicians yeah they could play and beautifully harmonized with each other yeah they would do these spoof songs but if you listen to their musicianship and their voices and their harmonies they're tight they're really good. Yeah, they really were. Yeah. The last ones, which is I cheated, it's, it's a double, but I had a reason for it because the, the the singles all had amazing careers. Together, they had amazing careers. Right. I had Hope and Crosby. I mean, you oh, had Bob yes. Hope and you had you had Bing Crosby, one of absolutely at the time one of the most famous singers in the whole United States. The two of them got together and made arguably really stupid movies no. um i mean you know the road movies but but they were they phenomenal made, they made a fortune and hugely popular they they're the equivalent of most of the elvis movies you know they were they, they were not good but they made money they I were made, funny you talk but you you can't take here's what you can't do in my opinion you can't take the zeitgeist of the time and try and translate a movie that may have entertained audiences back then. No, you can't. And try and put it in a modern day setting. It's not the same. Those guys were entertaining people who had just come out of depressions. Sure. Or were still in the middle of a depression. Right. Or a world war. Or they were looking for light, comic, entertaining escapism. And these two were both loved. I mean, oh, they and were so, in and so, geared. Yeah. And, and the fact that they were all. Also, great friends. Yeah. I mean, off you know, no, off they were. camera. Yeah. You know, they went to Singapore, Zanzibar, Monaco, Rio, Utopia. Wasn't Rio? Russia, wasn't Rio it? was yeah. next. Yeah. Bali and Hong Kong. Okay, so, those so they the made order. they yeah. made seven. Wow, seven of I didn't those know there films. were that, that. I didn't know there were that many. Yeah. Here's the other thing about those two: they were philanthropic. Yeah, they were. Those two guys gave lots of lots of money away yes, to good did. causes. Yes, they did. Yeah. Yes, they did. Think about the time. Not just the money, but the time Bob Hope spent on the USO tours, and occasionally through how got, many wars, and yeah, and occasionally got shot at. Yeah. He was not exactly sometimes way back. I mean, he oh they went they to had the, to bug out a few times when he had a show. Oh yeah, um, yeah, and and rightfully so. He yeah. he drew crowds of thousands of troops. You know, and it was like, Ugh. and I don't care. Some of that humor still holds up. The timing, because of the timing, and the. The stuff that's not set, the looks, oh yeah, you know, the sideways glance, oh yeah, and he has that whole reputation, you know. Of he had a look, he uh, could oh, look at somebody and go, "You are the biggest dumbass on the planet," and he yeah. never had to say, never well, had a lot to say of it anything. Was, a lot of it was self-deprecating too. Oh, yeah. He was the butt of the joke. Oh, he, a lot made, of times. he made fun of himself. Oh yeah, big time, big yeah, time. So. Great choice. I did not have them on my list, but great, great choice. But the. Uh, and sort of analogous, if you think about it, is Martin and Lewis. You had, I did have Martin and Lewis. You had you had two people. You had the comedic, and you had the crooner. 
Yeah. And the two of them got to get, you know, they made 17 movies. Yeah. Dean had an incredible career. I mean, as By a singer, himself. and then he had his own show. Yeah. That television show was yeah. a hit. And of course he had, he had the roast, the Dean Martin roast. If somebody ever had the outtakes, of that roast, you can those, order those online, Brad. I know you can. I know you can. And they, when they, when I don't they want do the that, cleaned up ones. When though. they do that, um, <laughs> <I don't want> <laughs> the, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But when you do, uh, you, when you watch those being advertised on the Time Life, whatever it is, I sit and watch. They're them. hilarious. I sit and watch them. It's when a little, oh one of those God. deals you and I talk about. If it's on, I'll watch it. Well, the other thing, because it's clever humor. Yeah, it is not in the gutter. It's not the lowest common denominator. It is so highbrow and clever. Yeah, and the and the responses, the takes, the looks. Yeah, you know, and people are falling on the floor laughing. But you the know. people that he had were the kings. Well, of, no, they were. The, I mean, they were. You know, John Wayne. They were they A-listers. Were, they, they were. They were Rickles, A-listers. You know, yeah. all these people. Yeah. It was. It was amazing. That was great. But you yeah. know, then Jerry went on. I don't know if you know this or not. You probably do because you just have a, a big brain. But Jerry Lewis, when look he directed, look at the big, look at the big brain on Keith. But as a director. He really made his bones as when he directed. But did you know that he was one of the first ones to put a video camera on the camera and you could go around and look at playback of what you just shot? He's the one that really? he's the one that originated that. He said there's got to be a way we don't have to go do rushes every day that we can if it's not set up right, we can watch it immediately yeah. and now you shoot a scene y'all take a break you go around right you look at it yeah. jerry lewis started that well again talk about philanthropy oh my god well and then he had the telephone yeah. you know so how I many mean, years yeah. how much money did he raise yeah millions every labor millions and millions for, and millions yeah. and millions yeah. yeah well this has been fun i we, i have three pages of stuff here <laughs> I barely scratched the surface. I'm not done yet. <laughs> we might have to do a, a part, part two. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll get some other episodes in between that, though, Bon Vivant. We, so, will. Uh, we will. We will. Thank you for your indulgence today. We've had a great time. This has been fun. And again, thank you for the support. Two years, 50-plus episodes. Uh, we appreciate it. And uh, we're not going anywhere uh, until we get tired of doing this or... We got some. It gets fun. too expensive. We so. got some fun stuff coming up too. We do. Uh, we may have some more road trips. I can coming tell you, up we've, and... we've got a road trip to Nashville coming up. Yep, that is confirmed. That's confirmed and paid I, for. I we're going whether money. we get any shows. <laughs> I gave you money. Whether we get any shows there or not, Ooh. we're going down there. So <laughs> yeah. we paid for our B and B. We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, till next time. All right, Bon Vivants. Hey, we love you, and we will see you soon. And cheers. cheers. We Like That Too is produced as a labor of love for the enjoyment of Bon Vivants everywhere. To get information about our bottles and links to our guests, go to our website, welikethatpodcast.com. Tune in to new episodes by subscribing on Apple, Spotify, and other popular streaming apps. Please remember to rate, review, and share. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at We Like That Podcast. So everybody, hey, remember the numbers. One bottle, two good friends, and three top picks because we, we like, like that, that too. We like that too. We like that too. We like that too. 
we like that too.